welcome everybody to the Lunacy Podcast, brought to you by Roughneck Scarves. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and Connor. Dave Stevens, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Pervenanzi. We're coming to you today right after the thrilling Vikings game that uh, pushed the start of this podcast back 15 minutes because they went overtime again. Uh, they did pull out the victory, though. But uh, seriously, I mean, they can't just be done at 3.30. I mean, I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. This game, I mean, it's the Vikings game, even without the overtime, was already the longest game of the early slate of the yeah. NFL games. It was a long game to begin with, and then to tack on the uh, – Extra period didn't seem really necessary, especially with a late lead. Uh, Ridiculous. A, a big lead late, but uh, never mind. This is a, it's not a yeah. Vikings podcast. Well, or, we, or should, Packers we, podcast. we should and we should ask Connor how did the Packers win today? The Packers did win today. They uh, they excelled in their dominance over the Bears. Mm. Uh, so the Bears are, uh, in the words of my fellow Packer fans, the Bears still suck. So there yeah, there you go. The and, uh, Packers extend their record to five and one now. Wow! So. Fantastic. And Aaron Rodgers still owns the pack of the Bears fans. I should. Say. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I actually didn't watch the game because, as you know, as you guys know, it's uh, it's not broadcast here because the Vikings were on. But uh, yeah. Uh, but I kept keeping track, and I saw the the news story come out that's uh, Aaron Rodgers said that, and I was like, okay, well, I mean, it's true, but it's uh, it's, it's I mean, it's a little bit out there, Aaron. Yeah. It's, it's true. Well, and I'll say this about the Packers. Packers are just kind of boring with an easy one. Well, actually, the, that game was pretty close for a long time, but it ended up yeah. being a comfortable one for the Packers. At least, you know, the Vikings, they're exciting to watch. They make things interesting, to say Ugh. the least. Ugh. Most of their games, if not all Interesting is one done. way of describing it, Dave. That's yeah. true. Well, I'll go with exciting. <laughs> Gross. I'll go with exciting. Yeah. <laughs> they almost... It was, it was almost goat rodeo, Dave. They lost this game today. It was goat rodeo time because they should... I mean, whatever. But well, let's we'll get out of that. Yeah. Um, this weekend, uh, was, uh, well, it was another kind of nice weekend guys. Dave went to the golfer game yesterday and watched the golfers beat Nebraska. Again. And, um, we could tell that Dave had been drinking during the golfer game because his text messages were getting a little bit far out there and he was actually sending, uh, gifts to us and Dave never sends gifts. So, right. you know, Dave has been drinking when he starts sending gifts. Um, so obviously you had a good time, Dave. I did, you know, going back to the, it's always nice to go back to the former temporary home of Minnesota United, mm-hmm. Huntington Bank Stadium. I got that right this time. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, aside from probably the Wisconsin game and the Iowa game, there's not an Iowa game this year, but when there is, you know, Nebraska's probably third line as far as, you know, big, exciting games that you yeah. kind of want to be at. And especially when they can pull off the win, that makes things even better. So yeah, it was a, it was a fun day down there. Yeah. And uh, you, uh, you had such a good time that you ended up missing the first half of the United game or the, the, well, um, the loons game last night. And, you know, I should start, it, it, you know, it was a long, it was a beautiful fall day. First of all, Be- I mean, it was crisp and cool in the morning, but then turned into a sunny, beautiful afternoon, perfect weather for game football game or soccer game for that matter. But uh, yeah, so I was up early doing a little tailgating, partaking in some pregame beverages and then the game itself, it, it gets to be quite a long afternoon. So even though I was home by, I think, uh, three three thirty. I was super excited for the game, the Loons game, and I somehow fell asleep. And Missed when it. I woke up, when I woke up, I felt like it was like the next morning. And then I realized, <laughs> oh, the, the game's on. In fact, yeah. I think I woke up right about halftime, so yeah. I was able to get caught up and then watch the whole second half. So I did all right. Yeah, and uh, you know, you're right, Dave. It was a very cool morning. So cool yesterday morning that my youngest daughter decided she did not want to play in her final soccer game. 
because she went outside with me, let the dog out at about uh, seven o'clock. And it was in the, probably the low well, upper thirties. It and probably, she, I think it, yeah, I think it, she, it would have been like 38, I think was the low, yeah. I believe. So it and got up pretty, it, it heated up a little bit with the sun when the, once the sun came up. But. Yeah. She said, absolutely not. I don't want to play. So we skipped that last game. And uh, my daughter was in uh, this play this weekend, uh, the wizard of Oz, where she played uncle, uncle Fred, I think aunt, aunt auntie M's husband uncle um, henry uncle henry sorry my bad yeah. uncle fred um but uh the cool thing is guys this prairie fire uh theater group what they do is they go to different communities uh all over the state and they bring uh two people who work for them and they're like the the big like directors and they do auditions on monday night and they pick your you get your character picked right there on monday night and you start practicing monday night and you practice tuesday night wednesday night thursday night and then you have a play on Friday and Saturday. So you have one week to learn your lines and learn all your, your shit and then do it. And uh, I'll tell you, some of these kids are young and uh, they do a great job of getting these kids um, to do the, the play, you know, correctly and not miss their lines and such. And my daughter did a great job um, and uh, all her lines and things. And she had a lot of lines, which was the first time she's had a lot of lines. So um, it, it's a good time. And um hmm. It is unfortunate. I told this to my wife. Uh, I don't know when you guys were kids, but Dave, maybe when we were in uh, elementary school and middle school and high school, I remember in elementary school, um, there was a play every year for every grade and middle school had a play or two plays every year. And then high school had a couple plays every year. So every year you're able to go into theater in my kids district. There's no, no theater until high school. I mean, oh, wow. this is what we're doing right now. This is it. We'd pay for this to go have her do this. And this is the only way she can be in theater um, around here uh, and for her grade. So uh, luckily next year she goes to high school and she can try out for high school stuff. But Connor, was that like yours in uh, your grade school? Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, I mean, uh, it was, so when I went to, I went to Ramsey school in South Minneapolis uh, mm-hmm. in, for elementary school. Uh, but yeah, we, we basically had plays every year. We had a, we had a theater club that we would put on like two or three plays every year. And then, uh, in high school we had musicals and we had, Mm -hmm. uh, we had our big theater. We had our tiny little black box theater and, um, and then we had, we had plays, we had musicals. And then over in England, when over there, they had like one or two productions a year too. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then as, as Dave knows, I was big in a theater back in the day. So, uh, seeing my daughter, perform on the stage brought a little tear to my eye uh to see the talent that she has and uh kind of think that well you know it's part of me uh, she's not as good as me yet i, I will say that just um, i'm kidding i'm she, kidding but does she so, uh does she enjoy it i mean i know you do oh, yeah. growing up and she, enjoy, it. she enjoys it immensely uh which is which is great you know she uh she gets out there she's not a very she's kind of a shy person um, so I thought her doing plays was like weird that she'd want to do it, but she gets on stage and she like the shyness goes away. Oh, so she, she wanted to do it. It wasn't just like something you guys. No, I didn't. For her. No, I didn't force it on her at all. Um, okay. None of the stuff my kids do have I forced on them. Uh, the soccer okay. thing. I put the soccer thing out there because I'm you know a big soccer fan. They wanted to play. Oldest daughter played for a couple of years and stopped. And the youngest daughter just wants to keep playing because she likes it so much. Um, <laughs> oldest daughter. uh I told her, we told her about these plays and she said she wanted to do it and, uh, you know, never force it upon them. And we're not those types of parents where we're going to force our kids to do something that they don't want to do. So, 
There you go. Um, yeah, nice. they like to do it. So Connor, you have that to look forward to. Um, yeah, all the running around and the practices and the games and the you got to be here at three o'clock and you got to hear here. It's 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 ridiculous. It's a so, shit show. I bet. Yeah, it is. A, it's a shit show. So, yeah. uh, Connor, do you anything fun this weekend? Uh, yeah. Um, so we uh, I guess we what we did we uh, we went we did a bunch of errands. We did like uh, we went to Costco and just all that. We watched the United game today. We went to a place in Excelsior though for lunch. Uh, it's called the Suburban. Um, it's right across, basically right across the street from Excelsior. Uh, Excelsior Brewing. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a really nice place. It's a nice kind of sports bar atmosphere uh, place. You see some wild memorabilia, some Vikings, even some United stuff is there uh, cool. on the wall. And um, so we each got burgers and they have a special burger for my wife uh, called the labor inducer. Ooh. And hmm. uh, it's, uh, it's not what you would think at all. I thought it was like a, you know, kind of spicy pepper burger sure. and stuff. No, it was very sweet. Actually. I, uh, she gave me a bite of it and it was very, it was very sweet. Uh, but, um, apparently there is, there's some kind of stat where, um, it is, this has happened 62 times where within 24 hours after a vastly pregnant woman, um, eats this burger, they go into labor. Wow. Apparently. And this so was this happened at, 62 times at this one establishment. Yeah. Wow. yeah now, it is. Are we, uh, are we at the 24 hour mark yet? Well, we are not, afternoon. we, we just went to, we just so, went at noon today. Oh, so you're telling me that during this podcast, you might have to leave. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Okay. it's possible. Um, I am not putting my money on it because, uh, <laughs> but uh, because it seems like she's still pretty uh, comfortable as far as labor symptoms go. But yeah. uh, um, but it's possible. I'll, I will. I will not rule it out at this at yeah. this point. We might have. We might have a. We might have a, an emergency on this podcast. Yep. Actually, to tell you the truth, it doesn't happen today. We're gonna try to plan it next week where it happens next weekend. And uh, so we're on this podcast next weekend, and all of a sudden you gotta leave for that because that'd be huge ratings for us. But I know, right? Huge that would be huge so ratings. huge. Huge ratings. Yeah. Um, well, great. Uh, I never heard of a the inducer burger before, labor inducer. That's uh I'll yeah. have to tell my wife about that because yeah. <laughs> uh, that's interesting to say at least my wife spread the word for all your pregnant friends there. My wife, when she wanted to kind of when she felt like she need to get the kids out well the second kid at least uh she went and went shopping she walked around like jason oh. and target and that's when she went into labor there uh, you go so uh yeah um, my wife hates shopping i could never get her to do that so yeah well there you go uh, yeah but yeah maybe maybe it'll happen i don't know yeah awesome well uh guys we are drinking on this sunday afternoon um i'll go first because i'm guys i'm still drinking through the hop drop 12 pack that I got. Now I remember I told you guys there's four different ones in there. So I'd gotten a new one today and it is their hop drop West coast IPA. Uh, it is at, uh, I think seven, 7%, 7.3%, something like that. 7%. Uh, it's, it's your typical West coast, uh, IPA. It's got mosaic, uh, Simcoe, Citra, El Dorado hops in it. Uh, it is uh it's really good guys it's uh probably one of the best west coast ipas i've had um and i'm i'm saying that because i don't usually drink west coast ipas but uh you know this one is really good so again you say the name of that was again uh this is the hop drop from insight brewing oh okay um and so i said they've got different ipas in this hop drop pack and i'm kind of pounding through it 
in the last week. So um, again, Insight Brewing, the Hop Drop Pack. If you guys, if people like uh, IPAs and hoppiness, go pick it up. So I think I might just do that. I, have, I love I love West Coast IPAs. Mm-hmm. Right at my alley. Uh, Dave, what do you got today? I have got the Blood Orange Miraculum from uh, Prize Brewing. Uh, so yeah. It's definitely definitely one of my favorites, classics. You know, I, was, I kept thinking, like, even this weekend, I was like, hey, I'm going to go out and find something new, find a new brewery, but uh, I'll save that for next time. And uh, mm-hmm. so I went back to one of my favorites, and this is, uh, of course, their Miraculum from at Prize is, is one of their stables, part yep. of their signature series. You'll always see that on tap and, quite frankly, available in most liquor stores. But this one uh i like it even better than the original blood orange miraculum because it's just a it's a little it, it was already kind of a citrusy ipa to start and so the they they enhance it with a little uh orange zest or blood orange zest so i think it creates perfect taste and um i don't know if i guess this their miraculum and so forth you know this is what that is blood orange miraculum that they actually considered a midwest ipa and i think it, i'm not sure if they do that uh mainly because of the fact that you've got West Coast hops um, mixed with, uh, I think they say like East Coast malts. So oh. I don't know if they get that blend there to call the Midwest, if not, but so it kind of meets in the middle, kind of. Thing. It does, yeah. And I, I, I just, it's really, I just, I just love it um, as far as IPAs go with that orange, uh, orange flavor, and uh, comes in at six point four percent. So it is, it's got a little kick to it, but it's not overwhelmingly strong. And uh, yeah, it's very refreshing with the citrusy. Citrusy, citrusy taste, and yeah, nice. no, I like it. Classic. Nice. Uh, Connor, what do you got? Um, I uh, bought a crowler a few uh, a few weeks ago. Um, actually, down or maybe it was more like a month ago or so. Uh, down, you might remember a few podcasts ago. I brought Lost Sanity Brewing on here mm-hmm. uh, from Medelia, Minnesota. I have another one from them today. Uh, it's a it's called the Asylum's Escape. And it's a, it's a pineapple guava milkshake IPA. Um, it's very good. It's very citrusy. It's uh, you, you can, there's uh, it's yeah, it's, it's more citrusy than anything else. I would say it goes down very smooth with a little bit of carbonation at the end. Um, it might be a little too tart for what I usually drink. Uh, just that marginal little bit. Um but uh, other, overall, I think it's very tasty, um, very fruity. I can't really tell. I wouldn't be able to tell if it was pineapple, pineapple or guava uh, at coming in uh, over there. But it's a 6.7, uh, 6.7 alcohol volume mm-hmm. uh, right in between the two of you. Uh, it's good. I really like it. Good deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So before we get out of the whole talk about uh breweries i think we might mention this on the podcast before but i did put this on our twitter account uh omni is opening up their um winery slash cider brewery down in rosemont um that'll be happening in the next couple of years i think and uh so shout out to omni uh one of our first uh places we went to to do this podcast and uh now it's kind of official that they're going to be opening that up and uh yeah it's going to be a good time. So, yeah, it's exciting, especially, you know, our home went to high school. Tony and I went to high school in Rosemont. So yeah. It's always nice to see things pop up there. And I, and I believe there's Rosemont is still in line to get a traditional like yes, brewery or tap house. Yes. And then I've also heard they're going to have something kind of like along the lines of Union 32. For, mm-hmm. And for those who haven't been to Union 32, it, it is really nice because 
I don't think it is Union 32, but it's something like that where you have like a, a wall, like a, what would you call a wall of beers or yeah. a wall of taps where you just kind of pour your own. But like, what I like about oh, Union yeah. 32, yep. and I'm hoping this will be the same way. And not that I get down there too much anymore, but yeah. they do specialize in a lot of uh, craft breweries, local craft breweries. So, yeah, yeah a lot of things going on. Down there. A lot of things going on in Rosemont. So, um, yeah. Anywho, guys. Oh, look, my dog, even though before the podcast, guys, I said, hey, he's not going to be an asshole. Oh, look, he's going to be an asshole right now. So, guys, I'm going to go grab him. But before I go grab him, guys, let's talk before we get into the game. Let's talk about the uh, the uh, loons targeting this Honduras international, uh, Kervin Ariaga, uh, because that came up on, it was on Twitter. And uh, actually, Andy Greeter put it out there a couple days ago. And uh, he looks like a young guy from what I've seen. But uh, yeah, we're going to need him next year because Ozzy and uh, probably Jan will not be back next year. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think that's the main reason why we are going for him uh, is because uh, Ozzy and Jan won't be back. So I will have our uh, trap and, uh, and Dotson and poss- and possibly Hayes. I believe Hayes will be staying with us as well. Although he's not really a start at this point. I think you'd agree with me, Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, I personally have had never heard of him before this report. Um, I looked him up and it looks like he's made a, he has made a few appearances for the Honduran national team. He's made eight appearances. He, in the last three seasons for marathon, he scored 11 goals as a defensive midfielder. Uh, so impressive for a defensive midfielder. And if he is everything uh, that we need, then he could be a good ad, uh, at least to back up trap and Dotson when he, when he enters into the team. Well, yeah, absolutely. And and to your point, um, yeah, it's, it's, ah, I mean, you'd love to see Ozzy back, but um, I, I think that's a possibility if he wants to play, especially seeing as how much Ozzy did play going down the stretch here for this club. But uh, yeah, I think we can all agree Gasper or not, sorry, Gasper, but Gregus is, is, has fallen out of favor um, and really hasn't been able to get back on the pitch after some early season struggles. So yeah, it, it's going to be a position of need really, certainly from a depth standpoint. So yeah, it's exciting. And hopefully this can be something um, of, you know, if, if they're already targeting him now, you would just hope that they could maybe potentially sign him uh, during the off season, because you, you know, obviously the transfer windows now are closed here for the MLS season 2021. But um, you know, you, I, what I'm getting at is I just hope it's kind of not like a, a, you know, Franca Pone thing or where, you know, or even a Hanu thing where they come on late or, you know, while the season has already started and we saw, you know, even with those two players, it took them a little time or it still is taking them time to get up to speed with the club. So, yeah, hope, you know, and here, here we go. The off season's going to, well, the off season will be here before we know it, hopefully later rather than sooner with a long MLS cup run. But uh, yeah, it's going to, hopefully it's something to look forward to during the off season. Yeah. You know, um, well, going back to what you said about Greg, who's uh, Dave, uh, Tony, how will it feel to, for United to be sniperless? Well, you. I will say this. I, I'm not looking forward to it, but the way that Jan has played in the past year, um, you know, it is what it is. He had his run. He was the sniper. He had a good time with Ozzy for two years. And uh, that's that. And I think <laughs> it's a weird thing about soccer compared to other sports is that you can get used to a guy being on that team for a long period of time. 
Uh, and soccer, you know, there's so many transfers and guys coming in and out and younger players coming up. I mean, you can't really get used to guys, you know. Uh, the fact that I thought Jan would be here for, you know, five years and be fantastic. Well, that just doesn't happen in soccer. Um, so I'll be sad when he leaves, but we get a younger player in here who's just as good or better. It's good for the team. So, yeah. Um, well, guys, I, again, younger players are needed on this team. Um, and I know that uh, we out there looking for, for talent around the United around not United States, but around the world. And uh, if this guy plays, he plays for the internet, their Honduras international team. And uh, yeah, if we get him, great. And if he looks good, great. Um, but uh, we'll see. Um, so guys, there was a game last night. It was uh, down in Austin, Texas. Uh, our first trip to Austin, Texas. Uh, the game started at eight o'clock which is weird because last time I checked oh, uh, Minnesota and Austin are in the central time zone. Yeah. So usually yeah. a seven o'clock start would be the, uh, would be the thing, but um, yeah. So yeah, it was nine o'clock start for uh, David Sterling out on the East coast in Florida. So uh, yeah, it is, is later than usual. It actually worked out for me. I, I don't know if it did or not, but eight o'clock, that's not, at least it's not a West coast game starting at nine, nine thirty something like that. Yeah. It was uh I will say this. Uh, it was weird because I think Sterling put it out there like, oh, maybe they're doing it later because of the heat. Well, mm-hmm. it's mid freaking October. But what what heat is there in Texas in mid October? Uh, and maybe they're doing it because you said, Dave, because of the playoffs, yep. uh, the uh, MLB playoffs. But frankly, I just don't I don't get it. Yeah, you know what? I completely forgot. I've completely, you know, I think it, you're right, Tony. It, it, it it's hotter than I'm certain. Sure, it's hotter than uh, you know Minnesota this time of year. But I, the more I thought about it, I think that very well could be the reason. Although that, of course, the only problem with that regarding the ML, it was an MLB playoff game, ALCS versus Houston Boston. That game was in the afternoon. I think it had like a, a mid afternoon start time. I don't know exactly. So there could they could have wanted a little window in that, but. It's Houston. It's not Austin, number one. So I don't know that that was it. But either way, it is one of those things. I bet it, it, it's hard to say. You know, it, you know, it, it still can get actually pretty, uh, pretty warm down there in Texas. I mean, it's not Minnesota where it gets to 50 degrees right away in October. It's still pretty mm-hmm. warm down there. And, and it is still the middle of the country where the Gulf of Mexico is uh, pumping all that humidity into Texas. So it could still be very hot down there. Yeah. Uh, Just- that could have been the reason they were uh expecting why i'm not sure if it ended up being that way but uh it could have been to put in perspective like if the game started at seven the temperature would have been about 70 degrees by starting at eight it was 64 so either way they could have started but you know there's no way to predict that and i'm sure they had that game scheduled at that time for a while because we certainly hadn't heard about any rescheduling yeah and uh you guys know how we do in texas right not well in fact well now they've you know, up until this year, you could generally say not well at all, at least now this year, what did they correct me if I'm wrong, this is just off the top of my head, but they, of course, very recently, just a couple of games ago, managed to get a point on the road in Dallas. Um, and then beat, didn't they, did they not beat Houston earlier in the season on the road? I believe they did. Yeah, they did. Or am I wrong? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at least, at least maybe that trend is bucking a little bit, but certainly if you look at, you know, the, 
body of work by the Minnesota United in their, you know, four or five year existence in MLS, it has not been pretty going down to Texas in general. So yeah, I always have that in the back of my mind, whether it's Dallas or even Austin now. Uh, I was I was thinking about it uh, before the game started, certainly, and, and Dallas. But we we should say that in, in another reason that, you know, this one had made me a, little, me a little nervous is the fact that Austin did beat Minnesota at Allianz Field, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was the first game they played against Austin. But then, fortunately, Minnesota was able to come back. I think it was in May. And... And beat Austin, I think it was 2-0. Two, two so, at least Minnesota had had some success versus Austin. But, you know, I do I need to remind you guys that, you know, this year alone, you know, heading into this game, heading into last night's game, you know, Minnesota had only found two road wins, you know, in 14 mm-hmm. tries. So, winning on the road for this club and a lot of clubs, but especially this club, is, is not an easy thing. So, you really can't take any game for granted, That's- in my opinion. Let's talk about road wins for a second, Dave, because you actually bring up a point that I just looked at before we started this podcast. I looked at the standings of both uh, both conferences. Do you realize that the only teams that have really good records at, on on the road are the two top teams in each conference? Well, Everybody else has a terrible record on the road. Well, not terrible, but at least like maybe three wins or four wins or two wins on the road. And the top two teams are good, and the rest are just like, nope. Yep. And, that, and that, that's an excellent point, Tony. And it just goes to show you, it's not like half the teams, you know, mm-hmm. half the clubs have good road records. No, no, no. For the most part, if you look at every single club in MLS, it's not really pretty uh, with that road record. Um, except, of course, you know, your New England's and, and Seattle's who are obviously in, you know, you know, in, you know, they're looking for, uh, oh, help me out. The Was it the Supporter Shield? Shield. Yeah. Shield. No, but it's just a literally handful of clubs that have good road records. And so if you happen to have a good road record, most likely you're going to be dominating like both new England and Seattle are at this point. So, um, you know, who had a terrible road record, Dave, and won a championship. Who's that? The 1987 Minnesota twins. Mm, mm, mm. They did. That's true. They had one. The overall record was pretty bad too. So, but they had a terrible but yeah. road record. But terrible. It's just it's it's the trend where it's the trend in a lot of sports, but especially MLS this season and every season, I should say. It's it just what it does is like it's hard to explain that sometimes, but um, uh, it just puts so much pressure on these home games. So that, that's why, like you know, last weekend against Colorado was just, just a massive letdown because there was already enough pressure you know, for Minnesota to win that game because you need to, you know, win a majority. If you're going to have a, a lousy road record, which the loons do, or relatively lousy, um, you need to win a majority then of your home games to get into that top seven and make the playoffs. So it really puts pressure on those games. And I'll say this, though, just uh, before we even jump into the game, I can I can tell you that, you know, obviously Austin is not having a great year in their inaugural uh, season here in MLS. But um, if you want to look at splits, they've had, a lot more success at home again, saying the same trend of being better at home. But I can understand why after uh, just hearing and listening to that supporter section, especially down in Austin, the, the La Verde, the green, that, that uh, they were, they were noisy at times. And you could tell that that supporter section was really, really, really into it. So yeah, great atmosphere in Austin. I, I hope to make a yeah. trip down there. Yeah, it was great. We were, uh, I, I was listening to all the, their repertoire. I was saying to my wife the other day uh, that their rep, that their repertoire of uh, songs to sing in the stands is is very, very, uh, vi- um, what's the word? Big, I, I guess, to, for lack of a better word. Um, 
I've heard so many different songs. There, there. I would love to go down there with you, Dave. I think one day to to visit Q2 Stadium and watch Minnesota get another win down there. So that'd be that'd be really nice. We should do that. Well, we had yeah. no, we had David Sterling and I had planned on going down there um, this year, actually, um, and then of course he ended up moving to Florida, so that didn't work out. Um, what is that uh, yellow submarine song they were singing? Did you guys hear that song? I think I did, but uh, I I don't remember exactly what they were saying. Yeah, it was I just a... really I really liked the I really liked the the uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Because mm-hmm. yeah, as a nod to Mr. McConaughey down there. That's right. That's right. All right, all right. All right. Yeah, um, he's the club ambassador, isn't he? Or fan that's right. ambassador. Well, he's, like he's, a, well, he's a part owner, isn't he? Part owner. Oh, yeah. Part owner. Well, yeah. yeah, part owner. Yeah, my mistake, even more. Um, so guys, we go into this game with guess what? Our top four guys up top are all healthy and yep. available. Now, <laughs> what we were asking before the game even started, like two and a half hours before the game even started, was will Heath play? Those top four guys. Will he do it? Yeah. And the answer we thought was probably not. But guess what? He he fooled us all because he yeah. did start a new Fragapane, Ray, and Lud up top. Yeah. And before, yeah, before before I took my nap, I was saying exactly that. I mean, the, the, the top four of that group, that's exactly what I wanted to see personally as a fan. And uh, But I didn't think that was going to be the case. I, I really, really thought, you know, with Robin Lude coming back, I think I thought he was going to start up top and I thought we'd see a guy like Finley who we've seen in the lineup. He's been basically a lock over the last month. And then I was also wondering not as much, you know, I, I also thought we'd see Ozzy. This is before we knew about Will Trap. We should mention that Will Trap was unavailable for the game uh, due to family reasons. Of course, he most recently, he just had a baby, uh, I believe last week. And he, that's why he would miss that match. But yep. you, he, I know I noticed that he will trap was training with the team this week, but I think for obvious reasons, a new uh, of a new child, um, will traps new child uh, that prevented him probably from making the trip with the team, but he was training with the club back in Minnesota and all indications are he's going to be at least available for uh, the midweek game coming up here. But uh, yeah, so I was a little surprised, pleasantly surprised with the lineup and how it came out. Um, and uh, okay, trivia question then. When was the last time we saw these four guys together? Oh, I have it written down. Ooh, was that the? Uh, I, I feel like it was the Portland game. Wasn't yeah, it? it's been a while. I, I can't even remember what game it was, but I just had I had to look it up myself. I didn't know off the top of my head, but it was July 18th was the last oh, time geez. these four were in the lineup together. Now, there's been a variety of reasons, whether it's been injury, international duty. Um, even just, you know, like we're talking about coach's decision not to not to get a player like Hanu out there. Um, but, yeah, I was happy to see the group together. And then, you know, and then I was also happy that, you know, Dotson was was still out there. I figured he somehow was going to be on the on the starting 11. I didn't know yep. if it would be where, where they try and throw him in. And um, I'm, I was just glad to see the the big the top four out there and, uh, and Ozzy stepping in for uh, Will Trapp's absence. So, yeah, I like and, the lineup. And for the first time in a long time, guys, it was – um, well, we only had one goalie on the bench now because we've had so many injuries lately. Uh, we've had two goalies on the bench. Well, now all our guys are pretty much back except for McMaster and 
Like Agadello was out. Um, So we were able to have a a, pretty much a full bench, which was nice. Um, So yeah, Dean Dean Sinclair coming back from international duty himself. That's right. Able to be out there. So available anyways. Um, So guys, we go into this game uh, against Austin and we're, we're feeling, how did you guys feel? I I was feeling a little apprehensive Uh, after last weekend's game uh, coming into this game. I'm thinking, man, are we in for a letdown? I mean, the way we lost last week was outrageous. It was embarrassing. Embarrassing. Yeah. Are we in for a letdown this week against an Austin team who is not your typical, uh, you know, startup team, you know, your, your, your first year team. I mean, they are, they have some right. talent, you know, they're not like us in our first year. Uh, they're not like Atlanta in their first year, but they're not bad. Um, uh, are we going to have a letdown? Well, um, here's what went through my head. Uh, we, we had just gone through that horrible, horrible loss against Colorado um, where you lose, to, where you lose when you've got Colorado down to 10 men, you have a one, no lead. And then you give up three goals, even though you outnumber them by a man going into this game. I knew that Austin wasn't the best team. I knew that on paper, we should win this game. Um, we were playing away, which Minnesota United does not have the best record away. So that I was counting against them. Um, I honestly did not know which way this game would go. I, I, this was a, this was a game that to me, if Minnesota came out and was maybe angry about the fact that they played, uh, they played so horribly against Colorado that they would be motivated to do better and to be honest, I didn't see all that much of that, but uh, they, of course, surprised us. We'll get into that later. Yes. Um, but uh, going into this game, I didn't know what to think. Well, and honestly, yeah. I was uh, I was watching the game very sporadically, um, but, uh, you know, still paying attention. Yeah. I'll, I mean, for all the reasons that we kind of brought up going into the yeah. into the game here, I, I was definitely nervous, definitely nervous because yeah. I, I don't know, you know, it's a combination of the result against Colorado at home or the lack of a result against Colorado at home, I should say down, you know, playing up a man and just, yeah. So just that game really left the bad taste in my mouth. And I don't know, this is probably uh, recency bias, I guess you'd call it, but I just, I also thought about the last trip to Texas, you know, when they went down, um, and played Dallas FCD FCD Dallas. And it was just kind of, what was it nil, nil draw. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's kind of what I had in mind is just, okay, it's on the road. Ugh, you know, that's, that's the result that I was kind of thinking. I was expecting maybe a point, but I wasn't really optimistic. Maybe that my optimism shot up a little bit when I saw the front four starting lineup announced, but, um, yeah, I still was, you know, heading into this match not too optimistic. I think that's why I decided to take a nap for the first half. Well, and Dave, you, you already felt good that day. I mean, yesterday you were feeling really good yeah. all day. So I'm surprised you weren't more confident. Uh, that's true. Well, in, in this game. I, I did. I did say I was excited, which was true. I was excited for the match. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard not to feel nervous uh, after, you know, they're, they're heading into this game on a three game winless streak, you know, yeah. including, you know, of course, you mentioned Colorado, you know, allowing three goals in that game and sandwiched with a nil nil Dallas with with the other result on the road, uh, allowing three goals against uh, D.C. United. So, yeah, three game winless streak. There's not a there's not a lot of optimism around this club at the moment. Uh, and it's that's the 
bad thing when you're heading down the, you know, the playoff stretch run here. So, but it is what it is. I mean, the recent results have not been good for this club. So it's really hard to feel optimistic. Um, This game guys was a very back and forth type of game. And what I mean by that was we had chances, then they had chances. We had chances. They had chances. There was not long stretches where one team held on to possession for, you know, 10 minutes, even five minutes at a time. It was very back and forth, uh, which Connor can get boring. You are right. Uh, before the pocket said it was a kind of a boring game. Well, it depends. It's uh, it, it, it can't, but yeah. it can get boring, Connor, because it can. you're yeah. waiting for something to happen. It doesn't happen. It's just back and forth. And after like third or fourth back and forth, you're going, well, who's going to do something here? You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say the, uh, the, uh, the loons had chances in the beginning of this game. And so did, so did Austin. Austin. Uh, yeah. You probably was... made the case that Austin had the better chances, yeah, especially early on in the they did. first few minutes, they did. first yeah, 10 yeah. minutes, uh, I should say. First 10 minutes. Uh, but uh, guys, we, we open up the scoring, which is always good on the road, right? Mm-hmm. Always good, good anywhere. All, good well, anywhere. on the road, it's even better, Dave, because yes. if you watch the game last night, you heard the crowd in Austin. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it was because it was Yeti uh, trucker hat giveaway day and they were all excited about the Yeti trucker hats they got or they were actually excited to watch this game. But that crowd was into it. It reminded me of Allianz Field. I mean, that that was a that was a crowd that was into it. Um, we had to get a goal, guys, in the 16th minute uh, from Fragapane, and it was a – I don't know if it was a weird goal, guys. Would you classify it as a weird goal or kind of a cleanup? No, I think it was a cleanup type goal. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I, – I know where you're, you're going, Tony. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess you'd say the degree of difficulty uh, uh, from – and we should say, might as well say, it was Fragapane. Mm-hmm. Uh, scoring in the six, the 16th minute. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, I would say the degree of difficulty on his chance and shot were, were pretty low, but yeah. I think what you, I don't know if I'd call it a weird goal. I think you got to give credit where credit's due going back and watching the replay many, many times. Um, Hassani Dotson had a beautiful cross in the box through traffic, mm-hmm. you know, to get it to Frank Pony to, to where to, to is what I'm saying. Yeah. Once Frank Pony had it on his feet, took a touch or two and then, yeah, you know, just slotted it in the back of the net. It was pretty easy. I think that cross kind of took the goalkeeper by surprise and just left it open. And that that did follow a blast from was it Re- yeah. uh, Reynoso? Yeah, right. I'm looking at right. It now again. And that's what I mean by a cleanup type of goal. That's why I said in our text message it was an NHL type of goal because you'd get a blast from outside the box. The goalie can't handle it. Somebody picks it up, crosses it over, and you get a goal on the other side of the net. I mean, yeah, it's right. clean. Clean up in that sense, but that's yeah. why I just I had to give credit to where credit due, and you know, and Dotson's cross in traffic mm-hmm. through dif- multiple defenders, mm-hmm. you know, to put it right on the foot of Frank mm-hmm. it was really really impressive. So yeah, take advantage was, of uh, your, your opportunities, mm-hmm. and you know, there was more. I mean, you know, and even before that goal, um, you know, Tyler Miller really had to step up, make a couple nice saves. We should mention that as well. Um, but yeah, so hey, hats off to Minnesota for jumping out early because we know we know that is the re- that how for any team but especially minnesota lately yes um not, they almost feel be- just because minnesota has had really had a problem scoring goals lately it seems like uh, an early goal home or away away in this case is extremely important because minute this minnesota club does not feel equipped to come from behind and you know no, and, no. which is unusual like 
um, last year down the stretch. I, I even if I remember watching so many games last year, especially where if Minnesota got down early, I don't have the stats in front of me to back it up, but I'm just saying from a general feeling standpoint, I, if Minnesota got down early last year, I wasn't all that nervous, but now to think that, Oh, well now they're going to have to score a goal just to level up, score multiple goals. You know, if they want to have a chance to win, it just, I don't have that feeling this year. You know, it's just, it's tough. There's that. that. And uh, so we scored that goal and Connor, were you thinking what I was thinking was this first goal is going to be the start of multiple goals. Did it seem like that to you? No, not to me. Um, I thought that this was a very fortunate goal that we got. Uh, like you say, it's uh, it was kind of a cleanup goal. I, I thought uh, to go back to the goal. Um, I thought uh, you, I mean, you're absolutely right, Dave, that Dotson's pass into Fregapane uh, is, was, Absolutely. It was great vision by Dotson. I really, I really, really liked the setup play, even after, after the, the failed attempts by Reynoso. Um, but it seemed like a, a goal that they just kind of got by chance. And it was, I, I didn't see really anything kind of changing from there. Um, sure. We were up one, nothing, which is great, but I don't think that uh, I, I don't think I saw any change in, uh, hey, who's going to, like, I came into this game thinking, hey, who's going to win? I didn't, I still had no clue. I thought that, uh, you know, it was, there was a very real chance that Austin could do what so many other away, uh, so many other teams have done against Minnesota. And that would, that is come back in the next five minutes and score the equalizing goal when Minnesota is riding high uh, off of scoring that first goal. So, I didn't think that there were going to be many goals coming. Uh, I would have loved to have been proved wrong, uh, but I didn't, I just didn't see it. Myself. Well, it, yeah, a couple of things. So good thing, you know, good thing after Minnesota got up on Austin, good thing that uh, uh, Austin didn't uh, commit a red card or foul and due to a red card and go down to 10 men. Cause we proved that uh, you don't, Minnesota does not want to face a yeah. club. That's true. Up a man with a, with a lead. I mean, that doesn't work. Yeah. I and mean, number two, they, they, they have less men now. That's just like, it's a death yeah. sentence for us. It's ridiculous. And, this, and then the other thing I wanted to bring up at some point today, this is as good as any, um, another quick one for you. How many times has Minnesota United scored more than two goals this season? None. More You're than wrong. two goals. Yeah. More than You're two wrong. goals. They've they scored, I think like three times. Three times. You're wrong as well. They've only done it once. They have only what? scored more than two goals once all this season. Oh. And uh, I should oh, say that. I know Tony, which one you're talking about. Tony, Tony we were at the game. Oh, we were so, at the game. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Against not about a month ago against LA galaxy, they scored three goals. So I guess my point is we should be going to more games. So. Yeah, I guess, but uh, one time, one time is that, they, they've hey. only scored more than two goals. One time this entire year. Well, and I, I double checked that. It's hard to believe. And guess what guys, uh, you know, after this goal, I thought maybe this brought our would bring our swagger back. And I put this in our text this morning, guys. There's one thing missing with this team this year that that is very apparent. There is no swagger in this team. There's no mojo. There's no like you score a goal and then you the guys like just kind of go forward and do more. It's it's a weird thing. Have you guys noticed that? Like yeah. noticing that there's no like personality, like we yeah. are better than you guys type of because we had that last year 
yeah generally speaking yeah it's just it goes along with everything we've said so far it's like this we're we're in the thick of you know the playoff stretch or the Mm -hmm. the playoff run here run to the playoffs Mm -hmm. with just a handful of games left and and you just you're not this club does not feel like it's hit firing on all cylinders now we touched on it they've only had this you know they're starting four up top they've only had they have the last time they had that in lineup was months and months ago so maybe it's a matter of chemistry. Maybe it's going to come, and there are still five, what five games left in the season. Yep. You know, maybe maybe there is still time for this club or this team, and especially the, you know, as we're talking about scoring goals here, the attacking midfield and and um, group to you know gel and and just really find that chemistry because they haven't been together long enough. Maybe it's as simple as that. Well, so it's it's not even it's a weird thing, Dave. It's just watching them on the pitch. I don't see that that kind of that push as much as I saw last year, I saw that last year where they'd score or had a good play and all of them on the pitch would be together. And it seemed like they were working in unison, you yeah. know, like they, they, they could do no wrong this year. I just, I, I don't see that. I don't, I yeah. see, you know, Hassan does something great and Ray does something great. I see Ray, getting more frustrated every game with what's going on with him and getting fouled all the time. And I just don't see that this year. It's, yeah. it's a weird thing. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's. Well, it's, it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that, Tony. It's uh, I, you see it, you see kind of the down, that whole lack of uh, lack of urgency, mm-hmm. uh, lack of cohesion uh, all the time. When you see Minnesota's passing game, it's there's just uh, not on the same page as much as they were last year. Nope especially after Ray came in last year, because we seemed to just, after Ray came in, we just seemed to click. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And this year we just don't, uh, we just don't see that. And, um, you know, I, I, Tony, you were about to mention leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very possible that could be the issue here. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to pin down at this moment. So like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say with a, a definitive, uh tone that it's that it is Heath's fault but at this point I can't really think of anything else not, right now for for me it's not even about Heath yeah. Heath's on his own island right he's the manager right mm-hmm. he shouldn't be the guy giving these guys the you know the oomph right it's got to come from your the guys on the pitch it's got to come from a boxy it's got to come from an Aussie it's got to come from a even a Hassani Dotson you know I don't see those guys like as I don't, I don't know, man. It's yeah. weird. Well, this is, well, well this is why I, I think of uh, this. This is why I bring Heath into this is because when, uh, when the team is training, they're supposed to work on their cohesion and their passing game and their work, their work as a team. And it's uh, I don't know what's going on in training, but it, it's it whatever whatever it is, it's certainly not showing very well in the games nowadays. No. Um, so it's uh, to me, there's the coaching has got to be at least some part of that because there's no uh, <clears throat> there's no other reason why. Well, well, there is other there are other reasons, but uh, there's it it's got to be a big reason. I, I I don't know. It's just uh, I just think coaching has got to be a big part of that because it's uh, it. It's just I don't know what else, what else, how else to explain it. Explain it actually. Yeah. Um, well, you're not you're not going to have. I don't yeah. think you're going to be able to find that swagger until you put a couple impressive results together. 
you know, mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, if I'm, if we're going to be optimistic, yeah. Th- did they have a swagger, you know, as you described it, Tony, no, they didn't even in the win last night, but maybe this is, it will be a jumping board, you know, and maybe if they can get some more wins here down yeah. the stretch, maybe that will, that confidence will build the swagger will build, but that can only happen by hopefully. putting a couple positive results together. Hopefully. hopefully. Um, guys, after this, our first goal here. I mean, there's a lot of back and forth that, you know, uh, Miller had some great saves. We had some chances, but really it was going to the halftime. It was, we're up one nil and I'm okay with that. Um, I thought coming out of half, we didn't look great. Um, We were giving up way too many opportunities to, uh, to Austin. Uh, Fragapane, uh, like I mentioned last night, guys, I mean, he scored the goal. Uh, Sterling was not happy with Fragapani, and uh, Fragapani had a couple of uh, turnovers early in the game. Yeah. He didn't look like he was himself yesterday. Even when right. he scored that goal, he didn't look like he was himself. Yeah. Um, uh, guys, we get to about the 59th minute, and this is where the Ray yellow card comes mm. in. Now, he was, I think he was fouled, correct? On this play? Was Ray fouled on this play where he got Ooh. the yellow card because he was pissed off? He he did the he did the VAR and and that was the reason. And that's that was... the reason because you're not allowed yeah. to you're not allowed to do the VAR hand gesture on the pitch as a player. You're not allowed to do excessive, that. Excessive excessive use of the review signal is is what it officially goes. Yes, down exactly right. Booking so and I didn't know that, but uh, the, you know the, the thing know. is he, Ray was pissed. Um, I. I guess I can't blame him for being pissed off, but we've talked about this before. He's got to not do this stuff. You know, yelling at the referee for a second and saying, hey, that's a bullshit call, and then walking away, totally fine. Putting it out there for a couple minutes and doing the symbols and making a whole scene, that's not cool. Yeah. You know? Because well, you can tell he's frustrating because the only reason you do that is for like a red card review. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody that thought it was a red card. Um, oh, and other than him, because he's frustrated he he's in frustrated. the moment, he's frustrated. But and you know, we talked about it last night. It's yeah, you just got to keep yourself cool, mm-hmm. you know, because that never mind this game, but I mean, that yellow card can come back to haunt him and the club later. Next game, yeah. I mean, think about this for a second, Dave. We go on the next game against, I think we play what we play Philly. Philly, Philly on, on Wednesday, right? And something happens to Ray, and Ray gets pissed off and gets another yellow card. Well, guess what? He's out for the next freaking game. Yeah. Well, no, slow down. Is he due to accumulation already? Yeah, I don't know he would he's... be. Yeah, he would be. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be out for the next game, which is a huge, another a huge match against LAFC. I think. Right? Am I right? LAFC. Uh, Saturday on the, on, the on, weekend, sa- on Saturday. Yeah, that's a huge match. So he has to watch himself. I get it. I understand he's pissed off about getting fouled all the time. But when you're the best player on the team, you're going to get fouled all the time. It's going to happen. Yeah. And the rest aren't always going to go your way. It's the way it works. Yeah. It's you know? the way it goes. Yeah. Um, so we get the yellow card for Ray. And guys, it, it was really, really Austin's game. After. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, w- it was, frankly, Austin was on the attack. They wow. were pushing it. Uh, 
And they had to because they were down yeah. by, by a goal. You know? Yeah, especially especially, you know, the you look at the possession, which you know, I should we you know we talked about it, you know, it was back and forth. I mean, Minnesota had their counter attempts, but I mean for the majority of the game, possession was with Austin. I mean, the final numbers were 65%, just over 65% possession for Austin. I mean, that's high. That yeah, really high. they had more shots. They had eight shots on goal. So, I mean, okay, there you go. Tyler Miller had eight saves to keep him in it. And it's just the, the, the numbers really, really lean towards Austin in this one. And I think the one that sticks out, Connor, I think you brought up passing and like what's wrong with the steam. But yeah, the passing last night from Minnesota was horrendous. I'd Atrocious. Atrocious. Yeah, Atrocious. yeah you know, I'm, I'm surprised. Under 70%. Yeah, I'm you know I'm surprised it's even as high as 68% right now. Mm-hmm. It's uh cuz I thought it was a hell of a lot worse than that. I thought it was maybe 50%. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah, it was absolutely ho- absolutely horrific, especially um you know going back to what Sterling was saying about Fragapane. Uh I can see why he was so pissed off with uh with uh, Franco and because he he kept making a couple of dumb passes and mm-hmm. he had a couple of shots on goal that he just uh you know, he could have slammed home easily and he didn't. And uh, so it was very, very unimpressive from him. And then, uh, you know, of course, going back to the passing, um, it's, it's, we've seen it all, we've seen it all season. I'm, I honestly, this is something, this is something that needs to be solved, but I'm honestly not even going to like throw any more attention to it because it's just, it's been happening all season and uh, they don't know what to do to solve it. So no. I, I don't know, guys. Uh, no. If we get into the playoffs, it needs to be better. It is. Yeah. Simple yeah. as that. If yeah. we fall into the playoffs, like I think we're going to. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, guys, uh, Heath did make a substitution in the 73rd minute, though. And it was not Adrian Anu, which is weird because Adrian yeah. Anu usually comes out around this time. Uh, it was uh, uh, Finley for Lud, which... Again, I, he, which I like that sub. Fine. Yeah, at the time, at the time, I really did like the sub. Number one, you know, not mm-hmm. surprising to not see a new come on, but I mean that that puts Ethan Finley, of course, in Lude's spot. Lude started at right wing uh, this game with him new up top, so it made perfect sense. Really, you get fresh legs, not just fresh legs, but we all know how fast you know Finley is and can be. And so I think you know, hopefully, to provide a little late spark, I really like that move. So. But. Uh, it still didn't stop Austin from just, you know, attempt after well, attempt after attempt. It was no, no, nonstop no. attempts. Unfor- no. Yeah, unfortunately, Minnesota did not, you know, late no. in this game, Minnesota did not have a lot of, you know, chances of their own. And it did feel much more like a, a game where Minnesota just trying desperately to hang on and, you know, credit through this part of the game here as it's getting, you know, midpoint of the second half, that they are doing just that. They're weathering the storm, but it's not looking pretty, I guess you'd say. Hey, you know, this, this doesn't work. It doesn't work. It did last night, but it's one of the few times it does. I've said, I mean, I've said it so many times. I, I just hate it when they go on the defensive yeah. uh, front for Minnesota. It worked last time, but it was against Austin, uh, the bottom team in the Western conference. Um, at uh, a very young franchise that don't really know what they're doing yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it worked against, it worked against Austin. Will it work against teams like, uh, like LAFC or LA galaxy? No, it's or not gonna Philadelphia work. or Philadelphia. Yeah. So it, it, it frustrates the hell out of me that they're still doing this. 
Um, but I mean, somehow it worked last night. Adrian Adrian Heath can have his moment in the sun for going for changing the game game plan to defensive, and it actually worked. So, so we thought maybe guys that Adrian knew would be in for the full game, but nope. Adrian Heath said no. Seventy eighth minute, just, guys. Just give it five minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah. five minutes. We can't and, let him play full game. And yeah, and then no, and to your point, Tony. So is uh, Rosales coming on for Hunu? And you know, so this is again to your point, Connor. This is kind of like at this point, okay, you're taking off an attacker, putting in a midfielder, and so regardless of what you how you feel about that kind of strategy, I guess you'd call it replacing a striker with a midfielder. I think you can say that um, Rosales came, you know, came in, played the last twenty, I should say, more like fifteen minutes, including uh, added time. Look good. But look good. He did look good. Yeah, I mean, he, he did, did his he he, he he did his job. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. he played his role, clogged up the midfield quite a mm-hmm. bit, and uh, yeah, I think he's a young young kid. What is he? Twenty? I think he's twenty. Yeah, I can't even, like even drink yet. Yeah. It's it, it it really is exciting to see somebody that young come in and get meaningful minutes here in a game mm-hmm. like this because yeah. that that has to tell you how this club and Heath and Minnesota United in general feels about you know Joseph Rosales his talent and his yeah. ability yeah. as a player to put him in a okay. high leverage position like that mm-hmm. you know whether you yeah. like the whole taking off a striker does that make you more defensive I think in our case it did but I mean I. I, you know, great job by Rosales. It was nice to see him. So in that sense, it was a nice substitution. But. Yeah. Well, here's what doesn't make sense though. Uh, Dave is, um, I, at the, I, I'm with you at the time. I did really like that substitution, uh, that, um, I mean, again, sorry to see Adrian, Anu uh, not get the 90 minutes again. Um, but Rosales played very well. Uh, he played really, really well, but you're bringing in a, you're bringing off a striker for a midfielder. And then, and I'm going to foreshadow a little bit here, go to the 91st minute where you bring off Reynoso for Fernando Adi, where you're bringing mm-hmm. off a midfielder for a striker. That was, it seems a little, I think as Adi is more of a, like a hold up type of guy. He's supposed to be a hold up type of guy. He's a, he's a bigger guy. He's a bigger, bigger guy. guy. Yeah. Have more. I mean, well, yeah, but, but who else do they yeah. have though? No disrespect no. to Reynoso, yeah. but I mean, because Reynoso, his his effort is always there. He he does go back and play mm-hmm. defense, but I just think you're you're getting in a, a bigger guy like a D Adi who can definitely go back on the defensive well, more as well. And, he's a big body. Exactly you know, right. need it for defending yeah. and for corner kicks too. I mean, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm thinking is a corner kick type of deal or hold up plays, you know, and Heath has got no forwards to work with anyways. And he's got a new and Adi. Those are two main guys. And Adi, of course, is I think the taller of the two, correct? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of makes sense, but I get what you're saying, Connor, it, it's weird. Yeah. I, I think yeah. It, it was, we, it would have been really weird if he made that sub say in the 75th or 78th minute, yeah. like the previous two subs, but he right. made it in the 90th because, you know, even Adrian Heath, sometimes we think he doesn't, but we, I'm sure he would have loved to see another goal scored late in that game. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. But I think once you get to the 91st minute, I think at that point you're like, okay, well, we're going to we're going to try and win this game one nil. And that's just that. So, Tony, you're I totally agree with you. You know, he he could have, if needed, helped on, say, corner kicks. He's a yeah. big body, a little more defensive prowess. Well, we could have doubled up in the 88th minute, guys. I think that's when uh, Fregapani missed a really a chip shot uh, goal and he totally blew it. Yeah, uh, that was the, the I don't understand how you miss a shot like that. Yeah. Um, 
Well, and also to be fair, Austin had a couple of those too, where well, uh, where it, you're right in front of net and he you sky it. Connor, yeah, Austin had a lot of those actually. They had yeah. a lot of chances that they blew. There was one where the guy shot the ball and and it went off like the right side of his foot. He was trying to go left, went to the right side, and it went way to the right. I'm going, yeah. How do you blow a shot like that? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, Tony, you're right. I think even in you know the home wins, you know, against LA Galaxy and was it Portland a couple weeks ago now where they won two, they had a couple two or the, the three nil result that I mentioned, and then I think the other one was two nil. I think even in the those Houston. games, yeah, you, yeah, there. I just feels to me that Minnesota has had its share of good luck. Yeah. In, in this season, you know, especially yeah. as of late. I mean, things could be a lot worse, really. I really do. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. We are extremely fortunate to be where we are right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, to still be in the seventh spot and uh, only one point behind uh, the Galaxy and RSL. I, and, and um, speak, yeah, our, speak, our, I'm sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. I was just saying, speaking to that point, I mean, I, I was watching the live standings and for just the briefest of moments uh, last night, Minnesota had claimed the fifth spot, I believe. Uh, yeah. But uh, both RSL and LA Galaxy won last night, um, which popped them back ahead. Yeah. And so it is, hey, but, you know, what else would you expect uh, with Before, the West? Conference? Well, if you think about who they were, uh, if you think about who they were playing too, uh, it was wow. uh, Portland, Portland and Colorado. And uh, because those two won, it closed uh, the gap in the standings a little bit between the uh, between the, the home playoff spots and, and the away playoff spots. So yeah, certainly um, it looks like, yeah, Port, you know, Portland at 46 points is within reach potentially. So yeah, let's, uh, before we get into like more of that guys, let's yeah. talk about that after the break, because we, oh. we did win this game. We did win this game one nil. Okay. Right. We won. We got three yeah. points out of it. Right. So let's go to break. And then after before- before you do, Tony, I, I just be, I don't want to interrupt you, but before we do, if we're going to wrap up this game, um, you mentioned it. We won one nil, so we'll just put a bow on the game and move forward, take our break. But I did so because Minnesota won one nil. That's another shutout for Tyler Miller, another clean yes, sheet. That's right, yeah. and that was his eleventh clean 11th. sheet on that's the right. season. Believe Correct. it or not, that's incredible. So I guess yeah. if you have a club that's not scoring a lot of goals. At least you have a, a goalkeeper and, you know, credit to the back line as well that, that can provide those clean sheets. So the 11 clean sheets on the year actually ties whose record for this club? Oh, None uh, other than Peter Manone. Peter Manone. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, Tyler Miller with five games to go has a chance to break uh, Peter and Manone's clean sheet record. Tyler Miller still not on the uh, national team's radar. Weird, which is unfair. He, well, He's been playing out of his head weird. these last few days. It, it is weird when he was with uh, it was LAFC, right? Um, yeah, when he was uh, for the briefest, I should say, he at least briefly, he was at least on the national club's radar. He was on the gold cup roster in 2019. Yeah, yeah. uh, that I do know, yeah. but yeah, it is surprising. Weird. I mean, to be fair, Min- uh, Minnesota, the U.S. men's national team, they have some really solid goalkeepers, obviously. Oh. Right. Um, so. But yeah, even in some of the lesser competitions, um, Could, whether could, couldn't use Miller, he's. He, I would like to see it. He, you know, come on, he's Grain Belt uh, spokesperson. I mean, yeah, he's Grain Belt guy. I mean, you don't want that on your team. I don't understand why. You, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, so that's that guy. Oh, and last note, last note on the game. Sorry again, Tony. Keep extending this. Go ahead. Officially. 
um, with the, there was some help involved, but uh, with Minnesota's defeat of Austin last night, Austin is officially eliminated from MLS Cup playoff contention. They do have an E by their name, so yes, that was made yes. official last night. That's and true. they needed some other results to go that's against true. them, which they did, true. as well true. as the loss to Minnesota. So, true. okay, that's it. That's all. Okay. I'm all say. right, all right. So we come back, guys. We're gonna talk about the standings a bit. We're talking about what's upcoming for the Loons, uh, what they what they need to do in order to make the playoffs and potentially very small chance that they get a home playoff game, uh, even though I don't think it's going to happen. We'll talk about that and come back in just one minute. And welcome back, everybody. Took a little break. Got some more drinks. Um, coming out of this break, guys, let's talk about the standings because – after last night's game, guys, we sit in seventh place. Right where we stood before last night's game. Yeah. Yep. I think I and, uh, momentarily, and yep. they were they were up to fifth briefly until RSL and LA Galaxy got their wins. And like Connor pointed out, it keeps Portland more specific. I mean, Colorado technically is possible, but uh, keeps Portland at bay, a chance still for that fourth uh, spot for any of those clubs below Portland right now. Potentially. And, Potentially. Yeah. Um, it's always tough when you're, when you're talking about like from Minnesota standpoint, like you not just, you don't just have to outplay Portland. You have to play the two teams that are currently above you. So it's always tough to not, you're not just fighting for one spot with one other team. You're, you're fighting for one spot. If you're talking about a home playoff game, you know, you're fighting for that. And we're not just three teams, but the two teams below Minnesota in the standings as well. Which is tough because uh, none of those teams, uh, if you look at the, the four teams here. Well, actually, I'll say five teams. Okay. RSL, LA Galaxy, Minnesota, LAFC, and Vancouver. None of those teams really taken the initiative to like break off in the pack, right? Like everybody's been kind of conjoined here for, a while. I think we've been talking about the conjoining of the last oh, five yeah. teams for a while now, guys. A long and, time. And nobody wants to like break away. So it's going to come down to like, I think it's going to come down to decision day. I really do think that's going to happen. It's sure looking that way. Yeah. Um, I will say that there's a big game tonight. Uh, well, it will be after this podcast has been launched, probably tomorrow or Tuesday. Uh, it is Vancouver versus uh, SKC. Now, yeah. if Vancouver can pull off a miracle against SKC, Vancouver then would have 40 points. They'd be, they'd be knocking on the door of the playoffs, guys. Yep. Yeah, sure so it's, it, it's it normally normally you know two Western Conference opponents. You most people at most parts most points in the season you'd be rooting for a, a draw. You know, so yeah. you, you have less points. You, you you get two points given away in that scenario in a draw versus three points going to other team. Although I'm going to just go ahead and say it, whether it's popular or not, I'm rooting for you know SKC in this game, just of the belief that okay. Minnesota is 11 points behind SKC. There's no way they're going to catch SKC for the top, you know, two spots. So go, go sporting Kansas city in this one. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I think uh, sporting KC is a little bit out of our reach. Uh, so I say sporting KC, keep Vancouver down in that uh, 37 point mark. And, uh, and uh, it'll, it'll be a little less pressure on Minnesota to keep that last uh, playoff spot and yeah. uh, maybe a little bit more motivation to get that last home playoff spot. 
which uh, they are in even uh, better shape of doing since uh, LA Galaxy beat Portland last night and Real Salt Lake beat Colorado. So yeah. um, it'll be uh, it's it's a little bit less uh, it's a little bit less pressure on Minnesota now. Yeah, I mean it's tough because yes, okay. So with the result, Minnesota is five points. Uh, you know, right now for you know f- at Minnesota with forty one points, Portland with forty six. Yeah, the gap's a little closer. But it's interesting how you put it because it's the two teams that are sitting at forty two that won. And so now, you you know, you still, again, like I mentioned, you've got three teams ahead of you. It's not, you're not just fighting one club for that spot. You're fighting all three of those clubs, not to mention the teams below you. So it would, it's a little tough, you know, it would be nice. That. It would be it's nice. A possibility. It'd be nice. We were playing Portland in the final five games. We're not. We have right. Portland yeah. coming up. We do have Vancouver coming up though, guys, which is that's good. in a, that's in it's about right. a week or in, yeah. in, we're talking about I did have a couple of things I want to say about the schedule. So there's five games remaining, we should say. There they were in we are in the middle of a stretch. You call it there's five games in 16 days. Now, you know, starting this Wednesday, uh the, the loons have got four games in the next 12 days. It's a busy, busy couple of weeks with you know two midweek games and two games on the weekend as well. So it's gonna be a busy, uh, busy stretch. And um Here's what I was looking at, and I'll just bring this up now. So Minnesota, with their five games remaining, Minnesota sitting on 41 points, and I went and looked at the teams they have remaining, Philadelphia and LAFC, both at home. That's the good news. So this Mm -hmm. week, both Wednesday and Saturday coming up, there's two home games, Philadelphia and LAFC. Obviously, those are both pretty good clubs. And then the rest of the schedule is Vancouver, who's currently a playoff contender, and will be regardless of the result tonight, Tony. Yep. And then they have to play SKC, and they finish on decision day, November 7th, with LA Galaxy. Now, those are all teams that are competing for playoff spots. So I went and looked at it. So those five clubs, they're averaging 42.8 points on the season. You know, you know, to put that in perspective, Minnesota is sitting on 41 points now. Yep. So the average, you know, average points from those clubs are all you know are is higher than where minnesota is at so bottom line it's a good way of saying that minnesota has a tough schedule down the stretch here they do and they, and they play of course philly who is an eastern conference opponent uh somebody who they don't see very often um it is at home though so that's good my feeling guys is this we have five games left three at home two on the road we've got to win those three home games and hundred percent. And one of those home games, unfortunately is Halloween day versus SKC. Yep. It's a big, I mean, that's, it's a big ask, but it's also a big game. Um, Well, it's at home too. It's at home. We we usually have a pretty good uh, record against SKC at home. Yeah. Um, So it's, uh, I don't think SKC have, Oh no, they have, they they beat us at home last year during the Mm -hmm. pandemic season, but uh um, but since there have been fans, uh, I don't think Sporting Kansas City has uh, has beaten us at uh, at home. Again, uh, again, though, for me, I think it's probably recency bias again uh, rearing its ugly head. But it's just I, I look at you know the, the last home effort against Colorado was not good at all. And to be fair, Allianz Field this year, you know, we talked about Minnesota struggles on the road, but Minnesota, uh, Allianz Field has not been the stalwart fortress it's been mm-hmm. in the last couple of years you know minnesota's you know looking at their home record they're eight and four with a couple draws um yeah it's, no, i'm sorry it's, 
No, yeah, they're eight and four. They've had four home losses. That's yeah. unusual. That's unusually high for as far as losses are concerned. So I don't know. Maybe that's why I get a little bit nervous. So, well, guys, let's talk about points. Okay. I would like to see in these last five games, I'd like to see at least 10 points. 10 points in these last five games. That'll put us in the playoffs. It's, I don't think it's going to get us home in the first round, but it'll get us in the playoffs. You want to get home in the first round of the playoffs? I think you've got to go 15 points. I think you have to just win out. go win out on this and uh, the rest of the games here. Uh, Connor, how many points do you think they're going to get in the last five games? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, when it comes to – so the one thing we have to we have to remember when it comes to Philadelphia is that they are the one, uh, one MLS team that we have never beaten. Um, so here's, what's going to happen without Philadelphia. They're having a, they're having a decent season. They're third in the East right now. Um, I think, I unfortunately think we're going to get eight. I think we'll get eight points. I I think, uh, our winning chance against, uh, LAFC is pretty good. Um, I think, uh, I think we can eke out a win against sporting Kansas city. Uh, Philadelphia, I don't know what it is. I think there's some sort of stigma to that. I think we come out with at most a draw, mm. um, and then at Van- and then at Vancouver, um, we have won there before. Mm. Uh, we could eke out a win, but I think we get a draw, and then I don't think there's any way we win against uh, LA Galaxy on decision day yeah. uh, in LA. It's just uh, we our record in LA. Aside from the one game uh, at LAFC um, a couple of years ago, uh, it's just it hasn't been it hasn't been great. So I, I don't think we have a great chance. Uh, but uh, I'm going to say eight. Okay, Dave, how many points do you think we're getting in the last five games? Oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm 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 really struggling with this, but I'm gonna I am going to go the optimistic route in my mind. I'm saying I'm gonna say they're gonna get nine. I think they'll win three and lose two, okay. um, no draws, and which is mm. you know. Probably won't work out that way, but I'm just I'll just average it out and say they'll not get nine points. And I will say if they do, I think at 50 points, that would be enough to get them in Fallen. based on the teams they're playing. If they get three wins, you know, one of yeah. them would be against Elliot. I'm kind of looking at they're going to get one of the two this week. I don't know which they're going to be. I, if I had to lean right now, I'd say they're going to win on the weekend against LAFC. And I think they can steal a win on the road against Vancouver credit Vancouver for being in the hunt, but I think they can sneak that one out. And then I'm going to be a little more optimistic. I'm saying, I'm going to say they are going to win on decision day. So the two losses that I'm predicting would be Philly on Wednesday and SKC. Nope guys. My, my 10 points that I said, I'm predicting three wins, a draw and a loss. And I'm predicting is on the final day on decision day. I'm predicting that that's their loss right there. Mm -hmm. And what's going to happen is, that loss is going to make us miss out on a home field playoff game right there. That's it's going to happen right there. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to say it right now. Well, I also keep, yeah, yeah, also keep in that, mind too, that uh, the last time we went to Vancouver was the Dahomey uh, penalty uh, oh, right. debacle yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So he might be fired up for that yep. game. And uh, our first playoff game will be in SKC. That's what I'm going to say right now. We okay. SKC. Place, 
place where we've proven, like I said last time, we've proven that Minnesota has proven anyways that uh, they can go down there and win in the playoffs. So why not? Uh, I also uh, predict that Dave and I will go down there for that game uh, and uh, we'll win. Very exciting. And then the next game against whoever will lose and will be disappointed. So, so no, I, I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but the fact is, guys, we have to get in the playoffs. Uh, we have to. Uh, if Heath wants to keep his job, got to get the playoffs. And he also has to win a game in the playoffs. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's where it's at right now. And this, yeah. this team is, it's, it, and it's tough. It's tough because we're so we're <laughs> on the low end. We're predicting eight points mm-hmm. on the high end. We're ten. I mean, so I think, uh, quite frankly, if they finish with eight, even eight points out of these next five or ten or more, I mean, technically yeah. they can run the slate and finish with fifteen points. Yeah. Um, I think we're all being optimistic because there is definitely a scenario uh, where this club does not make the playoffs. There's absolutely definitely. a scenario definitely. with, Oh yeah. Know, for sure. Even yeah. I mean, you got Vancouver and, and LAFC <laughs> you know, snipping at your heels. And so, and the other problem that goes into it, I know David Sterling brought this up is, I mean, I brought up our strength of schedule, Minnesota loons strength mm-hmm. of schedule is quite, quite high. And I think clubs like, the problem is clubs like, you know, RSL and the galaxy, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think it's fair to say that their strength of schedule, at least for, well, I know for the next games are, they are lower, but well, so you could, they, we could drop out of the playoffs on Wednesday guys. We could, I mean, oh, yeah. frankly, yeah. there's, there's a slate of games Wednesday night and teams below us and teams above us are all playing. We could drop the playoffs Wednesday night. I mean, it, well, no, that's not possible because we are, uh, we, we do, we are, we do have a four point, um, a four point cushion over LAFC. Uh, so even if yeah, the other but, teams, but, even if but, the teams but, below but, us but, win. But to, to be fair to Tony's point, Vancouver yeah. could be Vancouver SKC could tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, that's, yeah. that's true. That's true. Yep. True. That's true. So that's that again. Eventually. That's why we're all going to be SKC fans tonight. Unless you realistically think Minnesota has a chance of running the table, and even if they did run the table and and get their fifteen points, odds are teams like you know Colorado or SK yeah. <laughs> Sporting Kansas City are going to do something. So yeah, if you're, I mean, unless you really really hate Sporting Kansas City and do not absolutely refuse to root for them in any way, then you should be rooting for Sporting Kansas hey. City tonight. Before we move on, guys, uh, to uh, soccer history, one last thing. I'm looking. I'm looking at the schedule, and next Sunday, the ESPN game at four o'clock is Austin versus Houston. Now, oh no! Now hold on. Let me, <laughs> let, me ask you, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question here. Will there be more people watching the game at ESPN because it's a national broadcast, or more people in the stands? Oh, on the on the broadcast, you think so? Definitely in the broadcast. You think so? Because well, 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 where is it? Is it in Austin or is it in Houston? Oh, I think it's in. Uh, I think it's. Oh, it's in Austin. It's in Austin. It's in Austin. Oh, okay. Then, uh, so, then I'll bet there'll be more people in the stands. Actually, yeah. what a what a terrible game. Yeah. And I get that Austin expansion team. They want to put them on ESPN, but Austin versus Houston. Yeah. On a Sunday in October. I mean, come on, really? Yeah. You couldn't pick a better game. I mean, even the Orlando New England game at six thirty is better than much Austin. better. Yeah, much better. Yeah, yeah. So let's uh, get into some Minnesota soccer history, Connor. All right. Uh, well, 
let's move on. Let's move to, uh, uh, we started, uh, we did the last podcast on October 11th. So we're going to start on October 12th, uh, 2013. The only stat of the day uh, in 2013, United lose at Atlantic Sil- Atlanta Silverbacks 3-1. Oh. So yeah. not a great start. Uh, and, uh, oh, I remember this one. October 13th, again, the only stat of the day, 2018, United lose against the Colorado Rapids, uh, 2-0. I was at that game. It was ugly as hell. It was uh, it was an ugly, ugly game. Um, moving on to October 14th, 2012. Again, the only stat of the day. We are, as I said last show, we are kind of in a, a limbo for uh, soccer stats right now because um, it's playoff season. And it's not quite striker season. So uh, October 14th, 2012, the Stars won the second leg of the NASL semifinals against the at the San Antonio Scorpions 2-1, which they went on aggregate 2-1. And they advance uh, to the soccer bowl there. Soccer bowl. Yep. Mm. All right. I think it's the soccer bowl. It could be the NASL championship. I don't know. I'll call it the soccer bowl. Okay. Yeah. Um. Now, here's one with a few more. Uh, we're going to go with uh, October 15th, 2014. United win at the Tampa Bay Rowdies, 3-2. Was that the a victory over the Rowdies, yeah. They're a yeah, good team. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And here's a very special one, guys. Um, in On October 16th, 1999, the Thunder... Won the A League Championship. Hooray! Two one against the Rochester Rider- Rochester Rhinos. A League. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. They won their. They went to three in a row, ninety eight through two thousand. Nice. And this is this is the one they won. Nice. Um, and then we move on to today, October seventeenth. We're gonna go with two thousand fifteen. Um, United lose at the Indy Eleven, three one. Indy Eleven I, again. Indy 11 always give me a little bit of a complex because really you're going to name it the Indy 11, 11 yeah. guys in the pitch. Come on. Really? You could give that name to pretty much any soccer team. That's so lazy. It's yeah. like the soccers or the, 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 the soccers or the, or the players, the players, the ball. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you just have to keep it simple. You know? Yeah. That's way too simple though. You could call them the, the Indy shin pads or whatever. Yeah. You call the indie racers the racers, the racers, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, why not? No, yeah, again, the indie, uh, the, the indie stranger things, I think I'm, that's where they exactly from. it. There yeah. we go. I'm available for everybody's marketing needs. If a soccer team needs marketing needs, I'm available to name your team. So I feel like we've proven ourselves in the past to be pretty good at that. I think we so. have, I think we have, yeah. Um, well, great, Connor, thank you for the uh history lesson. Yeah, very uh, short one this time. Very short. Very short. Yeah. Before we get out of here, guys, uh, we have a funny story to talk about, and it's about a wizard. A wizard, guys. Now, hey, uh, Dave, you've been to New Zealand before? I have, yeah, several yeah. times. You've been to uh, Christchurch, New Zealand? No, I have not. I've only, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I've been I've been lucky enough to go go down to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. I should say a couple times, but I have never been to the South Island. That is mm-hmm. on the South End. Mm-hmm. So you went to Wellington then? Or I have been down there. Yep. And I've been, you know, Auckland, Auckland mainly yeah, Auckland. the Auckland area. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, Dave, you missed out because you could have seen a wizard in uh, Christchurch. Hmm. Uh, New Zealand's uh, city's official wizard has been taken off its payroll. Oh, uh, no. The city council in Christchurch is redistributing its tourist funding, which means the wizard is getting a pink slip. Now, when I first heard about this, and I heard about this on 93X, and I had to read it on the podcast because love it. Um, my first thought was, what city pays a guy to be their wizard? I mean, honestly. Yeah, I mean, to pay them, that, that's kind of that's kind of weird. Um, I could understand New Zealand being associated with the whole Lord of the Rings um, yeah. thing, but uh, I don't know exactly where the Lord of the Rings were filmed. So. Oh, he's been, he's he's been actually, I, I've been up there. Is that, for the most part, most of it was on the North Island, actually. Oh, but, okay. uh, not, but not anywhere near Christchurch. He's been doing this for a long time, though, Connor. Not even before. What, is, what, is his, what are his job duties? Hold up. I'll get to that. Get to yeah. it. Uh, New Zealand City seems to have left itself vulnerable to a revenge hex. The City Council of Christchurch announced that it will stop paying its official wizard $16,000 or $10,400 US, US dollars a year in December. So he's getting paid like 10000 bucks a year to be the wizard of this town. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Ian Brackaberry, Chanel, aka the Wizard, has been serving as the city's appointed necromancer since the olden days of 1998. Uh, over the past few decades, he has made a total of $258,000 uh, to provide acts of wizardry and other wizard like services as part of a promotional work for the city of Christchurch. So he's a promotional guy. So he's a, it's probably advertising, but he's a wizard, right? Uh, the, one of the council people said that they made a difficult decision to fire their local uh, mage because the promotional landscape of the city is changing and like to fund offerings that will increasingly reflect our diverse communities. Hmm. The uh, wizard, who frankly should have used his powers to see this coming, <laughs> uh. said the council has no imagination. And projects and projects an image of bureau, bureaucrats drinking lattes on the boulevard. I don't know what the, that means, but whatever. Mm. He's pissed off. He's pissed off about it. The wizard who holds this is the deal, who holds a New Zealand driver's license bearing the name the wizard. So his driver's license mm. says wow. the wizard on it. Wow. So he's a real wizard. Yeah. Wow. He moved to the country in the 1970s. He's been a fixture in Christchurch ever since. He has earned himself a trip, tri tri guys, a trip, advi trip advisor rating of four out of five stars. So he's a good wizard. He's oh. Four out of five stars on TripAdvisor is a good wizard. Uh, he told CNN he views himself less as Gandalf and more as a goofball or a showman who brings joy to the city. Huh. Every day the world gets more serious, so fun is the most powerful thing in the world right now. The wizard also emphasized uh, to this uh, place that the pink slip from the city won't stop him from being himself across Christchurch. It makes no difference. I will still keep being a wizard. They will have to kill me to stop me. But he doesn't continue being a wizard, you know, even though they're not Why don't you just, you, yeah, you don't just stop being a wizard, but you stop, you can apparently being, you can stop being paid. Well, and hmm. paying $10,000 a year, Dave, $10,000 a year to put a big pointy hat on with a beard and a cane, that's pretty good fucking money. I'd say so. Yeah. 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 I mean, if yeah. Seagull wanted to pay me to be their wizard, 
for ten thousand dollars a year, I'd I'd be out to every freaking thing they wanted me to do. I mean, seriously, why wouldn't you? Well, my big question is, guys, what city pays a guy to be their wizard? I mean, why? Why did we decide? Why did they decide that you need to pay this guy to be their official wizard? There's well, no I mean, like origin story it, here. It, it's no, I, I mean, I'm sure it's for tax purposes. They've got a, a huge budget budget surplus. They've got to get some money off their books. So for yeah. tourism, but the funny yeah. thing is, Dave, you've been to New Zealand. Yeah. You never heard of this guy. No, so, no. So tourism wasn't working, then, right? I mean, it wasn't like yeah, in this case. When you went to New Zealand, did you, hey, go see this wizard guy up in Christchurch? <laughs> no, I had no idea. See? I would have, of course. See? I would have. See? I would have, if I knew it was there or he was there, I would have gone down, mm-hmm. would have made the trip. So I'm thinking, guys, is all of us should go to our next council meetings, uh, Connor, you and Robbinsdale, Dave, you and Plymouth, and me and Otsego, and, and say we're, we should be the next wizards of our, of our, of our, of our cities. That we should do that because 100%. yeah yeah every city needs, every city needs a wizard right yeah more than need, uh, yeah. snow removal. My, my wife my wife can't possibly think that i'd get any weirder so it's yeah. uh well yeah, it's, 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 it's there's no there's no risk whatsoever there connor with your hair and your beard uh the color that they are i think you'd yeah. make a great wizard to tell you the truth you'd be like the the craziest wizard ever Oh yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Dave, not so much because he. I was planning on shaving, <laughs> but maybe I shouldn't now. No. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, guys, no more wizards in uh, Christchurch, New Zealand. Yeah. Unfortunately. What happens when all the the orcs and goblins and oh. urukai uh, start to attack? I don't know. Yeah. I don't and know. to be fair, yeah, it's not that's so that's not so much of a funny story as it is a sad story, Tony. I mean, it's it's devastating. The guy, the guy made his money. He made his money. Okay. Yeah, also, yeah, you said he had the job for like 25 years, right? Well, he made $250,000, guys. Yeah. I mean, $10,000 a year is nothing to, nothing to throw away here. I mean, that's a lot of money. I mean, and you said he still had his day job or something? Or Well, it doesn't say he has a day job. He's an older guy. I saw a picture of him. He's an older guy. So maybe he had a day job back in the day, but. It's it's yeah. like when it's like when the Vikings football. I hate to bring it back to the Vikings, but we started oh. with them and we can finish them with them. Oh. It's kind of like when the Vikings kind of cut ties with. Uh, oh, I remember his name, but oh. like the, the actual Viking Reg- Ragnar. Is that was that his name? Was yeah. Ragnar the Viking. Now they have yeah. a, they have like a cartoon kind of yeah, guy, but but yeah, they cut ties with the actual dude. Yeah, you know that reminds me of that. Yeah, he was, uh, and he said he's going to become a Packer fan, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he, he put that, that on time. like social yeah. media. Yeah, good lord. Yeah, I guess you're right, Dave. I mean, yeah. it's what it is. Um, guys, before we get out of here, speaking of beards and mustaches, uh, Connor, do you know what's coming up at the end of this month? Uh, the magical day of All Hallows Eve, right? That's right. But the day yeah. after that, day after that, we go into November, which people uh adult males call movember and that is when you shave off all of your facial hair and grow a mustache now mm-hmm. i'm doing that this year i haven't done it i've been told by my wife not to do it for the past couple of years because she hates it but i'm doing it this year and i'm going to grow the best tom Selleck magnum pi mustache i possibly can there you go 
I like so, it. So you should wear the Hawaiian shirt too. Well, yeah, the podcast. Well, I'll, I'll get one. Yeah, I'll yeah. get one. Um, so uh, if nobody's heard about this, it's uh, Movember. Uh, people will go online. They have a Movember website. You can go and uh, give money to people who are going to do this. Uh, I'm not going to do a website thing because, frankly, you know, there's a lot of people doing it. And, you know, I'm just doing it for fun. Right. And it's all about uh, I think it's about prostate cancer, guys. Uh, it's a big thing uh, to make sure people get tested for prostate cancer. And it's actually really cool that uh, people do it every year. And I'm going to do it this year. And uh, yeah, so I'll have a nice mustache going um, probably mid-November, potentially. Nice. You know, could take a little bit. Just in time for the playoffs. Yeah, just a, I'll, have a Tyler, I'll have a Tyler Miller playoff mustache. Oh, there you, there you go. Because guys, we have been missing the Tyler Miller mustache. Have yeah, you, he hasn't grown it out. I mean, he has yeah. been totally uh, uh, no facial hair whatsoever. He needs to grow that back. We should tag Tyler Miller on the podcast and challenge him to grow the mustache back out mm. again. Mm. I will do that, Connor. I will tag yeah. him on it for November, and I'll tell him he needs to grow a mustache for November. Um, and uh, if he does so, we'll drink uh, a case of Ice House during. I'm just kidding. We'll Ice House <laughs> an Ice House challenge. Well, yeah, we did do the Ice House challenge last year, guys, and um, we should actually think something this year if they get the playoffs to do a challenge again. Not Ice House, but something different, like Bush Light, maybe. Hey, what do you guys think? Like, uh, we could do like natural, could, natural, natty, natty, light. natty light, yeah. Natty, that's natty what light I was challenge? thinking. Natty light challenge, yeah. We could do a natty yeah. light challenge, yeah. So, uh, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll do a challenge again if they made the playoffs. But, uh, again, guys, before we get out of here, I do have a sponsorship to talk about. Uh, Jesus, should have pulled this up earlier or not. Uh, I want to say. <laughs> Sponsorship stuff. Okay, yep. I'm paying us right now. Roughneck uh, scarves. I want to say thanks. For roughneck for, scarves. I want to say thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarves player to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Myself, Tony, for Connor and Dave. We'll talk to you guys next week. Happy Sunday. Go loons. Go loons.